Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing the 34th chapter of the book of Job, looking at verses 16 through 20 in the New Living Translation. Elihu is the speaker, and he is uh, denouncing Job for losing his faith and for denying God's justice. Let's listen to God's word. Now listen to me if you are wise. Pay attention to what I say. Could God govern if he hated justice? Are you going to condemn the almighty judge? For he says to kings, you are wicked. And to nobles, you are unjust. He doesn't care how great a person may be. And he pays no more attention to the rich than to the poor. He made them all. In a moment, they die. In the middle of the night, they pass away. The mighty are removed without human hand. Again, that's Job chapter 34, verses 16 through 20 in the New Living Translation, which titles it, Elihu Accuses Job of Arrogance. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. That again is Job chapter 34, verses 16 through 20 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Elihu addresses himself directly to Job. And he's reminding Job that God preserves his moral order. He has already spoken to the rest of the men of understanding. And he's telling Job, if you have understanding, hear this and observe it. Um, I'm going to share what I've written down from the commentaries, and it's not going to take that long because I didn't write that much down. Elihu took uh, Job's agonized cries to God as Job condemning God. And remember, Job is in agony. He is in pain from the sores. He's also in, he has emotional pain because he's lost everything, including his children. His wife told him to curse God and die. And he said, you sound like a foolish woman. So it's an unfair assumption. Job's agony was deeply rooted in the sense that he did love God and he respected God's justice. And just because, you know, of what has gone on did not change that. And even in our own lives, when things happen, we don't just stop loving God. We, like Job, might ask questions You know, want to know, God, you know, why is this happening to me? But we don't stop loving God. We That brings us closer to God. That makes us uh, more aware that, you know, 
I can talk, I have a father that I can talk to, that I can, you know, bring all of my cares to. And that's what Job is doing. Even though it seems like he was condemning God, but he was actually in a place of frustration and a place of, you know, wondering, God, what, you know, why has this happened to me? Elihu argues that God rules justly. He shows no preference to those in positions of power or are the wealthy. And remember, Job did have a position of power. Job did have a lot of wealth. And he's saying just, you know, um, Job, you've done something because, you know, God isn't going to deal so harshly. So with, you know, to have you lose everything unless you've done something wrong, because that's how all of the friends have spoken to Job. You've done something. We don't know what it is. You're a hypocrite. That's why all of this stuff has happened to you. But let me go back to my notes. All people are subject to God's judgment. Rich and poor stand upon the same level before God. And as you think of it, at the foot of the cross, God is looking at your heart. He's not looking at your wallet. He's not looking at what you drove in, how you got there. He's not looking at your shoes, whether they have holes in them or the best, the most expensive uh, shoes there are in the world. He's not looking at your jewelry, whether you have any on. That's not what God looks at. That's what um, people look at. We look at the outer appearance. God looks at the heart. Rich and poor stand upon the same level before him. A great man shall have um, fare no better nor find any favor for his wealth and greatness, nor shall a poor man fare worse for his poverty. Again, God doesn't look at that. He looks at the heart. God regards all the same because we are all the work of his hands. The poor are made by the same hands and from the same mold as the rich. So again, God is not a respecter of person. He looks at our hearts and we have the Holy Spirit again. Once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you, to keep you from, um, you know, things that are ungodly. And again, have to keep going back to uh, where Elihu says that God does speak with visions and dreams. So we have to think about all of that. Um, let's pray. Father, we come before you thanking you again as we go through the book of Job. In this section, uh, Elihu is reminding us that you, your moral order is always going to be the same. That you don't look at a person by what they have, but you look at us by our, you look at our heart. And that's how you judge. We thank you, Father, that even though we, uh, as we read the book of Job, and we've had situations in our own lives where we don't know what's going on, we can't understand what, you know, why uh, things befall us. But thank you, Father, that you can turn darkness into light, and you can make rough places smooth. We thank you for that. And we thank you that you are worthy of our total trust, just as Job has put his total trust in you. And God, we have complete confidence in you. 
Even when we can't see your hand, we know your heart and we know that you love us. We know that you hear and that you listen and we thank you for that. We know that you are our shepherd and like sheep, we need to be guided and protected. And we thank you that we have a God that does the co- the, uh, the guiding and the correcting that we don't have to make you with our hands and pack you around from place to place because you are everywhere, God. And we thank you. Thank you for your uh, for your son. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence in our lives today. Thank you that we have no fear because we have you. Even as we read about Job and all of his agony, God, even in his agony, he still loves and respects your justice justice and we thank you that we have a God that we trust who loves us and takes care of us. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.